My name is Lolo Puzzle, and this is Media Delta. All right, so we are continuing off where we left off last time. Uh, last time we started our, our discussion uh, of Common Rider Black, uh, the, I believe, seventh or eighth? Eighth. Uh, the eighth uh, entry in the Common Rider series, one of the mainline Tokusatsu series brought up by Toei. Um, that has been going on since the 70s. Uh, it is one of the more notable ones, although not one of the ones that came out over here as much as it's nowhere near as, say, Sentai slash Power Rangers, but uh, it's still one of the more notable uh, Toku series. Um, this one originally started in 1987. Um, and uh, yeah, it is one also one of the first ones well, not one of the first ones, because obviously the first one was the first one that had its own timeline. But uh, it is a separate timeline from um, the previous series. So it is a good place to kind of start if you are getting into Common Rider and is one that is held in very high regard. So we are going ahead and talking about that one to start. Also, we've done a very shitty Famicom Disk System game based on it which means that this is pretty much guaranteed to be better than that. But we'll actually go ahead and mark that down this episode. Um, so last time we took a look at episodes one through seven. Uh, this time we felt like we wanted to watch a little bit more just to kind of feel how, uh, if, just to see how it continues on a little bit further. Um, didn't go quite through the end, but we are talking in particular, the episodes that we were talking about are episodes Eight through eleven. Uh, so, just another short set of episodes. So, uh, as of last time, I was not the only one who watched this. So, please introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Axe, and I have an extended transformation section. This is Carnival, and I have arrived. Hi, I'm Torpid Typus, and what the hell are you guys talking about? So yeah, um, more more Common Rider Black. Um, I guess there's not really a whole lot of kind of introduction to this. Uh, so uh, two of you will be continuing off where you talked about last time, but uh, actually we're joining us for this set. So we will have a fresh opinion on this series. But before we get to those, uh, let me kind of extend my own kind of take on uh, this. So. Uh, last time, uh, I said that I really enjoyed from what I saw of Common Rider Black. My opinion has not changed. I still feel that it is a pretty good uh, series from... I've seen even a little bit more of Common Rider other stuff from uh, when we have when we kind of last talked. Um, and my impressions are this is pretty good for a Common Rider. Um, there's something I like... Uh, about 80s era slash 90s era Common Rider. Namely that there is just kind of simplicity to this one. Uh, if you're familiar with later Common Riders, uh, they get kind of convoluted in the gimmicks. Uh, this one is basically much more simple than those. And I feel like that actually kind of gives it the simplicity of it is something that I think benefits the show because you don't have to deal with a lot of weird gimmicks. You don't have to. This is before uh, I'm sure there was merchandising for this show, but it was before like the Bondi's kind of grasp on the series development. Uh, and the designs are a lot more tame uh, in this one. Uh, that's not to say there's some weird designs. Uh, the monsters are kind of very b bizarre sometimes. Uh, in particular, any time that there's an insect or plant monster, they can get kind of weird. But again, that's just kind of comes with the territory. Not bad, but still pretty interesting. Um, in these episodes, uh, I feel like we started to get a little bit more into the uh, kind of the rotation of like what's to kind of expect. Like they felt like they got into their rhythm. Uh, we've also started to see like the main three bad guys. We've now actually started to see them interact with um, Kotaro uh, and Kamen Rider Black, uh, which has been like they're actually fighting and starting to get a little bit more of the meta plot in there. 
Um, but for the most part, these are pretty standard. Hey, there's a there's someone who wants to do a lot of these episodes have been uh, kind of a formula is someone wants to do something that they need help with, like be a, mu be a better musician or uh, get into like there's like a, not one where like they need like everyone's wearing this medallion uh, to that be fashionable if I remember correctly or something. It was kind of a weird episode, but um, yeah, it's a um, yeah, it's pretty standard fare from what you kind of expect for that. Uh, and the episodes were, in fact, pretty good. Um, so that is where last time I gave or I said that I would put this at a seven. My thought has not changed on that. I still feel like this is um, I feel like overall this is better than, say, Soulbrain, um, which is the other Toku series in, as well as Sukuban Deco. Uh, I feel like this has a little bit more panache to it, uh, which I would put much higher. Um, so I am actually going to say seven, which is the highest little bit of what I consider the good, um, the good kind of rankings. So uh, with that, let's go ahead and bring Torpo in and see what he uh, thought of these episodes. Hello. Hi. Uh, your <laughs> your experience, I take it, has not changed since the last time we have done this. Not particularly, we, no. Uh, still have seen mostly newer common writers, not really much of the older stuff. Yeah, honestly, I think, what is it, like 2008 is the farthest back I've gone. Yeah, uh, per relatively new stuff. So you're not like an outside that one episode of or even one partial of that episode of the first common writer I put on after this. Um, we're mostly familiar with the newer stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So you said you said that you liked um, what you saw of the first seven episodes. So what did you did these four episodes change your impressions of the show? Not particularly. It was it was more the same, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Once again, it, it always feels like it's moving forward, even if baby steps at times. Uh, that said, we before we had acknowledged that it was unsafe, but they had some very questionable choice of pyrotechnics these few episodes that were uh, those very were, unsafe. Those were firecrackers on g girls' foreheads. Yup. Um, and don't forget setting shit off on the costumes, too. Yeah, uh... I take it that it would be easy, like, they're not actually impaling shit into the suits, but there is definitely some, like, I can see them doing this in a very unsafe way. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, it was more of the same, but I still feel that's not necessarily bad for that. Uh, anything particular you want to bring up? Uh, not specifically. All right. I, 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 I still mostly think it was pretty fun. Uh. Hot damn the vocals in the main uh, title track suck ass. Yeah. So bad. Oh boy. But overall, I think my opinion is about the same. I, I think it's very, it's still fun. Watch still holds up all that jazz. All right. Um, so previously you said that you'd put this around of nine or 10. Is that kind of still what you're thinking? Yeah, about there. All right. And I will... I will say this. There were some very questionable effects these past these episodes, too. Like yeah. They were always kind of cheap, but there were some oof. Yeah. God. See, the problem is I'm thinking, I'm like, wasn't there a shot where just someone just randomly disappeared? But no, I actually think that was from the that was from a modern one, actually. Yeah, that, that was from a it. modern one uh, where they very obviously shifted the person. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but yeah no, still... like this one, the plant one was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, that one was a little weird. Also, very casual use of radiation. <laughs> like, obviously, they're not radiating actors, but no, it's just like, oh, we're just going to use high-powered radiation. It'll kill all the plants and everyone be happy. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. They won't die now. A decade down the line, maybe, sure. But not right now. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so that pretty much uh, your spiel? Yep. Pretty right. short and sweet. Yep. So that is perfectly fine. So let's go ahead and see what Carnival had to think. Hi. Hello. So uh, you obviously are a Toku expert. 
Uh, in particular, also, you are very familiar with Common Rider. Your experience hasn't really changed in the two weeks. No. Um, solid, solid work. Solid show. Oh, my God. They put those firecrackers on all those, all those actors' heads. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, that was like the other thing that Torpo just immediately brought up is like, yeah, those were firecrackers on those four girls' foreheads. Um, so yeah, that it's as you said, it's like more of the same, which I don't think is bad. It's not bad. Um, but the formula worked pretty good. Uh, they might have gotten more into a rhythm. I feel especially now that like the main, some of the main three villains are actually interacting with uh, Kotaro. Yeah, we've hit the we've hit the phase of the shows where we can get now that we've gotten a good establishment going, we can afford to like do a bit more character building kind of thing. Yeah. Um so is there anything in particular you wanted to bring up about these four episodes? Uh aside from the oh my god, the fireworks. Um uh, fairly solid. Like I kinda just as we go on, I kinda feel like Gordoro doesn't have a character is my problem. I just, He's not as like I feel like from what I've seen of common writer protagonists, um, they definitely very much overramp uh particular personality quirks from them. Um, I don't know if that's just how as they've gotten older, like the or as the series has progressed, like they need the need to escalate in terms of um protagonists and trying to not do the same thing over and over again. With this, it's probably it's a newer it's newer. It's obviously been around for a while, but um, it's kind of the thing that we saw in Soul Brain, where the personalities of the protagonist, even Sukuban Deka, were relatively flat. Uh, and I feel like that might have been that certain personality or the certain style of the era. Yeah, the style uh, and certain like I want to say tropes or like. Um, I don't want to say mechanics, but like the the elements that would come in that would like later, it just hasn't it hasn't fully set in yet. You don't have the 50 years of experience uh, at this point. So I definitely see that it's bland in comparison. I still feel that he's like, I feel like they're they're very much going for from I could tell kind of the older brother. They're not quite like it it's like they it is kind of the fact that they don't want to put him in like it feels like he's in a spot where he could kind of go like he can go into the biker route or go into the like good boy route or like he's like right at the precipice where he can be moved into certain things but he's not in by def he's by default not kind of a jack of all trades yeah i guess that's a fair assessment to make but it it, again, again, my my introduction to the series, the first one I watched was Conrader X8 of, like, I think 2016, 2017, and stuff from the Heisei era, in which it the style of the Showa era protagonist, I just find... I'm going to say bland. I think bland is the best word I can think of at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it's not wrong. It's not, again, it's not a... It's a criticism of a taste thing. Yeah, and I and it's definitely one that's worth merit, because uh, especially I mean, if you're comparing some like I mean, it's the thing you compare like a game and a franchise that just like that's in it. Like you compare early Mega Man compared to stuff that's like later on. Of course, there's been like development in that where this hasn't had a development. Um, and that's perfectly fair criticism for it. But um, it's definitely I feel overall serviceable. Yes. Absolutely. And I guess part of the issue is that just by the very nature of the show, it's not like we're doing deep dives into these series, so it's not like we can watch the full, like, what, 50, 40 episodes? Yeah. So I'm sure there's probably a bit more dynamicism that comes later, it's just we don't have the time to go and go through it. Yeah. Yeah, there is, like, 51 episodes of this, and we do not have the time for that. Um, so, last time you said that you thought this was worthy of a seven or eight. Uh, do you feel like that is still your ranking? Yes, I do think this is a seven or eight. Just have to right. check because, yeah, I think it's a good, it's it definitely a cut above, above uh, Soul Brain and 
Superbond Deca. But going any higher than seven is like, they are better common writers. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, with that, um, that is Carvel's opinion on this. Let's go see how Axe thought of this, uh, our relative newcomer to this. So from what I remember of having conversations, especially when we were watching uh, Sigabondeka or um, Soul Brain, uh, Hedred, uh, that you are not generally familiar with um, Toku shows outside of, say, maybe Power Rangers, correct? I have said that multiple times. Yes. <laughs> but yes, to, to re-clarify. To re-clarify, I am only really familiar with the Saban branch of Toku that aired in the 90s, you know, like uh, in the afternoons after school. Yes. So at most, that would be what? Power Rangers, Big Bad Beetleborgs? Superhuman which... Cyber Squad, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Uh... I'm sure there are others. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually trying to remember which series is Beetleborgs. Um, that was based off of VR okay, Troopers. And there Tro- was Mass Rider as well. Which, I didn't see Mass Rider, but VR Troopers I did see. Which is, okay, so it was, Big, Big Bad Beetle was a Metal Heroes. Okay, that's what I thought. So mm. you're, not, you're not familiar with Common Rider specifically. Well, with- uh, I believe VR Troopers was a Metal Heroes, I believe. Mm-hmm. The samurai, the I don't, I can't even remember that samurai one because I don't think I saw that. So I believe that one is also, um, I believe most of those are metal heroes. Um, and, and had, also Power, and Power Rangers, of course, is the Sentai series. So it had, it had Tim Curry as Kilocon, but um, yeah, no, uh, to 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 kind of be a little more transparent, when it came to Japanese media, uh, I really for the longest time, and not until like maybe uh. I want to say like five to ten years ago, I was only surface level. I knew Dragon Ball Z, Cowboy Bebop, etc. And then, you know, later on, I started doing, you know, more stuff like Nichiju and uh, the devil is a part timer and getting into deeper into Japanese media than just the surface popular stuff that everybody in America knows, you know. I don't know why I was like wiping the top of my left hand as if you could see me doing it, but I, I certainly did do that. It yes, it is the weird hand things that we do when Yeah. Like you you can tell that I'm making the motion, but no, it's so I have a very I had a very surface level of a lot of these things. So through you guys, I'm actually getting a deeper look at the Toku genre. And uh it's definitely been an interesting blend of uh, different takes on it. You know, I think we started with Giver, Giver 2. I think that was a, a, the first uh, dive into Toku through this this program. Tech, yes, in a way, yeah. We're very pedantic, so just if, if that's not true and we did one before that, please let me know. I, I think that, so I think that's the first one that I'd count. I don't think there was one before that. Giver's a little bit weird because that is... A that one's a little there's hoops that went through that because I believe that was a Western. I I can't remember that one's a weird case. That's not usually it is of the the broadest toku genre, but of the usually when people say toku, it is of the Subayara, which is Ultraman. Right. I think a few other things. Um, Godzilla also kind of goes in this in some places, but also. The Sentai, Metal Heroes, Common Rider. I think there's a few other ones in there. But um, yeah, there it is a style. Um, well, we still we've still done various, various takes on on the genre. And yeah. each has had their their positives and their negatives. I think for me, the lowest one I, I, I had was Sugban Deka, um, largely because my understanding of Toku, again, coming from a, a Western uh, vantage point of of the of it, it was very subdued. It was very more down to earth, despite some of its larger larger themes, like having a, a killer yo yo, which is pretty fucking awesome in my opinion. But uh, <laughs> its plots were very, at least from what we saw, 
it was very bland. It was very much, you know, it was almost like trying to do a, a, a crime show, but having a couple of, you know, superhero elements to it. And then we did we did this one. And admittedly, I was going to be on the first episode, but I only caught like one of the episodes due to a bunch of just bad timing on a number of things. Uh, so for this one, I sat in on a group watch of it and I did my best to kind of parse what I could from it. And I would say that this is a lot closer to what I would expect out of the genre. Um, it's a lot. It's 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 very zany. It's very, um, very monster focused. There's a lot of good monster of the weeks and um, uh, the overall. The, I believe this was the, this was the one with the overall because uh, my brain is garbage right now. But uh, the overall plot with the um, the hooded figures, which I assume yes. pays off later on. So those three figures are that's Golgum, which is the main it, every common router has a main bad guy. Usually it's an organization. Um, this one is Golgum, uh, which are I forgot exactly what their um, their specific goal is. But essentially they're take over the world using monsters and such where the the common router black was designed. It, it ties in like into the plot where basically the Comrade suit was actually designed by them, but um, Kotaro escaped from them and is now using the suit to fight evil in them. Right. Uh, or Gorgum is another way of it. It's the thing where well, it's, it's the L thing, isn't it? It's it's L and R. Uh, yeah. That though so it's Gorgum Golgum. I think the Famicom disc system game uses Golgum. Um, but it really doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's it's a pronunciation thing, and obviously it's not something like we've we've advanced long enough, I think, to to really go. Oh yeah, L R, big deal. Move on. Yep. You know, like because I know it's like a big thing back when Japanese media really started taking hold in America was that confusion over it. But yes. anyway, that's an aside. Um, this is a hundred percent what I'd want to see out of a toku. This is what I'm interested in. I want stuff happening. I want I want cheesy, hammy, scene chewing, overacting. I want goofy ass monsters and ridiculous plots and subplots. And I I just want just doofiness because that's what makes these so interesting, so charming. If it's done right, you can easily screw up something like that. But I feel like a lot of the the what I'm seeing for the more, you know, that that more laughable side of it, not in a negative way, but, you know, that sort of silliness um, coming out of a lot of these different properties is really what is really a big part of what makes makes it what it is. Like, I, I don't know what the term toku means, but for me, when I think of, you know, Power Rangers or uh, Kamen Rider, because uh, one of my friends is a big common writer fan so i'll see her post that shit all over my my twitter timeline so i i again like i start to engage with the stuff vicariously through others until we pick one for media delta and then i get to actually directly engage with the media and it interests me this, this is something i would like to take a, a more look at on my own because it's interesting it, it's unique it's it's silly it's it's engaging. It, it wants you to watch it. And there's and there's something to be said about dangling keychain. The dangling keychain is, you know, you put something shiny in front of somebody and you dangle it around and they're they're going to look over. They're going to pay attention. And this show really does take that to heart. It's not shitty and it's not like brainless. There's a lot of thought put behind all of its stuff, but it's silly. It's it's goofy and it's got just the right amount of camp to really make it interesting and i feel like that's that's kind of a hallmark of toku i would assume considering based on the things that i've seen is that while it does try to have a bit of seriousness to it it's got this underpinning of comedy and uh you know in all different kinds of forms you know through silly sayings silly actions uh poses and things like that and then you know monster designs um really kind of plays into it because sometimes they're very creepy sometimes they're just super goofy um, and I think I think that's that's a big hallmark of the toku genre from what I've seen. And this is exactly this is exactly what I wanted 
from watching these things. This is like the complete opposite of Sukaban Deka. Yeah. Uh, it, yes, I can definitely get that. So uh, a couple things uh, to specifically, I think we might have brought this up during a couple of, I, I actually can't remember. Um, but specifically, to- tokusatsu in Japanese translates to special effects. Uh, it is the very campy use of special effects that kind of define that thing. And Sukuban Deck is actually a very weird case in terms of uh, toku. You could actually, ma- actually make the argument that it's not. The thing that makes that we ca- we're kind of putting this in Sukuban Deka in that camp is the fact that Toei put it out. The same studios that made these shows. So it kind of gets put into that bucket. Um, it, it, when it comes from like in like, especially like the mundanity of the plots, that kind of comes from the fact that it was originally based on a manga that um, I think was meant to be a little bit more serious. Um, yeah, it was so, more police procedural than it was. Yeah. Fa- fantastical. And, and I mean, that, that, that is for that thing, but I, for, for this genre, Common Rider Black is what I would not only really more expect, but prefer. Yes. Because I like that the genre is bombastic. It's in your face. It's goofy. It's silly. It's sometimes serious. And then you, you'll get, I don't know if this, that, that thing was uh, toku, but you'll get stuff like it's Saturday in California. I mean that was that was a Sentai series, so yes, yeah. that was. Yeah. I think I think that comes from a series that was slightly older than this, but um, yeah, I I, I forgot what Sentai uh, that came from, uh, that's, but, but but that's yes. a great yeah. When you get a when you get a genre that produces it's Saturday in California. You're not really expecting Columbo. You're you're kind of expecting, you know, explosions and laser beams and people being very emphatic about their their um about oh. their speeches. Uh we're getting a correction uh from the peanut gallery here. Uh that actually came from 1994. It's just the fact that sometimes that TV era like it's also a kind of the thing of like the cheapness of Toku Sometimes yeah. things look older than it actually is. Um, and also to, I, kind of, um, to kind of elaborate, actually, to prove your point, actually, about the kind of goofiness of, like, kind of to even give a little bit of context for the It's Friday, Always Friday, or it, it's not Always Friday, It's Friday in California. It's Always Friday um, in California. <laughs> uh, is that, I believe the context for that scene is that the main character gets put into, like, a world that is being dreamt up by a comic author. Mm. Uh, so it's, it is a weird plot that you get from those series. Exactly. Uh, and, so like, yeah, so yeah. So like stuff like that is, is what I, I feel it, it's, a, it's the hallmark of Toku. It wouldn't be, it, obviously you need the, the suits and the monster stuff, but it really wouldn't truly totally be Toku if it didn't have that, sense of whimsy to it that that slight seriousness with just s- hell eat help ah, uh heaps just big helpings of goofiness um and just ridiculous plots but at the end of it all it's it comes together and it doesn't feel like it's condescending and it certainly doesn't feel like it's trying too hard it, it's like it's like Wiseau, before he realized how Wiseau he was, it had that earnestness to the silliness and the camp. Uh, what, because once you start to be aware of it and you try to manufacture it, that's when you lose all of it. Because this stuff has that sort of innocence about its design, that, that silliness, the innocence of silliness. It's such, it's such a great, it's a, it's, it's a really great genre. And when you try to subvert that in certain ways, it actually loses the things that makes it as good as. And I think, and like I said, Common Rider is 100% a fantastic example of what uh, Toku Media should be, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, there is a reason why this show generally is held in pretty high regard. Uh, this is very much a culmination of what, when you think of Toku, this is what it is. And from what I've seen of other Toku stuff, this stuff, like, this is what 
this is the quintessential toku series of this era uh you can also go into modern common writer because it it's there's minutiae between like the eras of common writer uh newer common writers go for kind of a different field slightly than this they go for very much elaborate because at some point bondi started to be more involved in it uh who are the maker of the toys for this and the modern stuff is almost all directed by the merchandising for it, which causes it to get a little more on the goofier side. But this era comes from a much more, I'm not going to say that it's not completely merchandising based because it absolutely was. But um, if I remember correctly, Bondi didn't have as much say in this. So you got the suit designs by like people were there to like, I am going to make this for this piece of media. I'm not making this for as an action figure first in a suit second. Mm. Um, so this is there is something about this era that I really appreciate about this. And it also has like the elements that you were saying where like it, it is just pure. It's not condescending. Um, now that keep that keep in mind the target audience for this show was kids. Uh, so it's not going to get like super in depth, like plot wise, but for the most part, it is still enjoyable. It is very much the kind of thing where it is all, it's an all ages show like that. I feel like that phrase kind of gets bandied around a bit and almost a little bit condescending in itself, but I do actually feel this is a show that you can watch that anyone can watch. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, too crazy, like, uh, say, uh, the original Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon, where it puts you off. It's just the right level of silliness to kind of keep your attention and make you want to see what happens next. Yeah. Uh, so I guess with that in mind, um, what were you thinking for a ranking for this? Um, well, that is a good question. Yeah, think of where, it, where I want to put put this um let me look at this real quick and i want to make like because i make a lot a lot of my rankings tend to be sort of off the cuff and not looking at the actual list and i think that's kind of been so i would say that i would i think my ceiling is uh my ceiling will be six and uh floor is well uh Actually, no, no, no. I think I'll put I'll put it up at uh, five. I'll just put it at five. So your ceiling is five. Yeah. Are, I'm gonna or say are you ceiling. just saying five? Uh, ceiling and floor are both five. So five. All right. I can do that. So I guess uh, with that, I couldn't in good conscience put it under uncut gems. All right. So let's go ahead and get the let's go ahead and get the um that one there. So. Now that we have gotten everyone said their piece, let's go ahead and have our group discussion on this. So, um, I guess we can kind of include, well, I know that Torbo and uh, Colonel could probably bring in discussion from the first couple of, or like the first seven episodes in this, but we can kind of more focus, like, from what we've seen overall. So storytelling that we, uh, like, as a, like, Storytelling, characters, plot, themes, and all that. Um, from what I gather, it's like, it, it's good. Like, it's nothing spectacular, but it's good. Yeah, that's, that's what I'd say. Nothing spectacular, but, like, it's fun. It does its job. Popcorn. It's good enough. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much that. <laughs> um, uh, from an aesthetic standpoint, the art, the music... Uh, not a whole discussion of the music. Um, I do want to point out that I feel like I like the a lot the obscure amount of music in this. For the most part, like the instrumental stuff is really good. Uh, I do mention that the vocals for the main themes kind of the vocalist is not great. No, he's not. No, the instrumental versions of the main song are quite good, but but man, those vocals suck. Yep. Oh. Also, the other thing that I kind of wanted to bring about, because one of the things I have in here is set design uh, in these particular episodes. Corey got a lot of use. Yeah, the good old Corey. 
God, I, I so much love it when someone takes a hit and boom, new location. It's it's really good. Uh, yeah. Like there's the one with the medallions like in the like you see them like in a city uh, and I forgot what was it? a No, it was a wasp, I think, was the mutant for that yes, one. The, yes, the wasp. So one. the wasp goes and carries like you just see like the wasp come and like pick up these two girls. You see them in the middle of whatever city it is. They get picked up in a half like next frame. They're in the quarry. And it's very jarring. Um, also, another peanut gallery mention. Uh, no, I did not realize that the opening theme was sung by Kotaro's actor. That well, he shouldn't quit his day job. That's <laughs> honestly not surprising, given like a bunch of the insert songs and in other seasons are also sung by the actors. Like, oh, all the all of the combo themes were sung by the lead writer with someone else there. That hmm. anyway. Um, I think. Like, there's obviously some cheapness to it, but I still feel it's not bad looking. It's just kind of, hey, that quarry gets used a lot. But that's just like a weird side joke. And that's like, it's not off putting and it kind of sort of fits. Um, well, I mean, the, the whole look of it now, you know, it's obviously very retro for us now, but Again, it kind of it really adds to the overall charm of the show that sort of low budget look and feel, and you know, I think it I think it helps elevate the show because uh, if it was all like with a lot of money put behind it, I kind of feel like it wouldn't have the exact same kind of charm to it. It have a, a little too much of a sheen, and this just has that whole it's like a VHS tape, you know. Yeah, I mean, a lot of standards for common writers as a whole were founded on cheapness and have kind of just stuck. Yep. Well, I think I absolutely think it benefits it. Yeah. Like the thing that there is, I want to say a sense of earnestness to it. Like there's a sense of craft of trying to do something with as little money as possible. Like it almost has the feel of like, uh, if you've ever seen like, like from what I've seen of like Be Kind Rewind of like the sweeted stuff of that. Like they're they're trying to do their best. And obviously this is nowhere near like the jokiness of those. But there's the sense of you don't have that big of a budget, but you're still you're doing what you can and you're doing it well. But there is a there is a feeling of cheapness to it. Like this okay. is not I have said is, it before and I'll say it again. The essence of Toku is cheapness. Yeah. Like this is not this is not like box office budget. This is intentionally made to be as cheap as possible. Selling it, toys it, on the cheap. Yeah. yeah. Though this does bring up with the Shin Kamen Rider movie going to be directed by Hideki Anno is like, I want to see this because this that's actually got a budget behind it and I'm like, okay. Isn't, what is this going to look like? Yeah, also isn't Shin Kamen Rider based off of, like it's based off of Black, isn't it? Or is that, oh, no, there's a... Kamen Rider, the original... Show oh, right. Manga. Yeah, I was going to say, because isn't there a remake of Black coming out? Yes, Black Sun, which it's an unfortunate name, but the but it's going to be out on Amazon. Hope, hopefully it'll come over here to the States like Kamen Rider Amazons did after several years. But I I've thoroughly enjoyed Amazons, so I have high hopes for Kamen Rider Black Sun. Yeah, um, but yeah. That seemed, yeah, it, for the most part, it does a good job of its budget. But also we can tie this in the uh, competency where it's, I mean, it, it did the job. I don't think it, like, it's not doing anything spectacular, but it definitely did a good job. Um, also, performance-wise, the actors, again, did a good job. They didn't do a spectacular job, um, but they didn't, like, do, they did by no means a bad job. They did, in fact, a very good job. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> kind of not a whole lot to talk. Like, the thing with this is that it's a good show. And that's kind of the general gist that I've gotten from both of these episodes is that, hey, this is a good show. If you want, if you want dude in suit beating up other dude in suit with some special effects, planted on the actors in an unsafe manner... Common Rider Black is a good way of doing that. Oh God, um, just uh, I just I cannot 
I cannot emphasize this enough. As many times I get terrified watching the older shows with the special effects. Yeah, those were those were firecrackers put on those girls' heads. Um, God. Yeah. I'm so glad standards have improved, even if it means the effects aren't quite as good. The effects, in a way, almost look goofier, but they are much safer. Um, so I guess with that, uh, does anyone have anything else they want to say? Or are we ready to rank? I'm ready to rank. I'm good. Yeah, I'm ready to go. All right, so we're going to rank this using a normal 1 to 21 scale, with 1 being absolute mastercraft can very, very hard to get any better than it can. Uh, to 21, which is absolute garbage. Very hard, even ironically, to watch. Uh, just pure garbage. So, uh, judging by the average of what I've gotten from all of you, let's... So, I'm, so before I actually start, just to... Because uh, it's going to come up. Uh, we have two other Toku TV series that we've seen so far. Both of them are nine. Sukuban Deck is a weird case. But so Tokyo Shiri Soul Brain is a Metal Hero show. That is an actual Toku-ass Toku. That is at nine. I do feel, and from what I gathered from everyone's discussion, this is better than that. Um, Agreed. So, so what I am going to... Let's go ahead. Um, I'm actually going to move up one tier just to kind of get this out of the way. Uh, and start at eight, uh, or start our discussion today, and probably move from there. At eight, we have Digimon the movie, Goku Midnight Eye, Labyrinth, uh, Lupin the Third, three, or Lupin the Third, Secret of Mamo, Roller Games, Sweet Home, uh, the first season of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, I feel like, in from what I gathered, I feel like this belongs above those. Um, like I feel, just feel like, because I'm lucky looking at Labyrinth uh, for the most part. This. I feel like it'd be a crime to compare the special effects in this to the special effects of Jim Henson, but I feel like this is much more watchable than Labyrinth. Also, yeah. Secret of Mamo and Roller Games. Well, I mean, uh, the the thing that this has over Labyrinth is that it's not a, a you know a full on movie you have to watch from start to finish. It's got you know multiple episodes of like twenty to thirty minutes long, so it's it's easier to digest it than than that. And while the, the special effect, I mean, you can't out special effects Jim Henson. That's just, you can't. But I would say the overall product is a much better, it's much better than definitely, or much better than the, the, some of the offerings in eight. Yeah. Uh, like from a TV standpoint, from a series standpoint, we got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles first season. Uh, it also is the first season. I feel like this probably belongs above that. Yeah, definitely. Um, which that brings us into seven. At seven, we have American Gladiators, Area 88, Cyber City 808, um, which that was, you know, in hindsight, that's an interesting two pair to have right next to each other of Area 88 and Cyber City 80808, which is a fun thing to do with your mouth. Uh, Fantasy Kaleidoscope, The Memories of Phantasm, Mortal Kombat, The Movie, Nick, Nick Arcade, The Humphrey Red October, East. Um, some of these are definitely taste wise, but I feel like overall um especially comparison to say american gladiators or area 88 i feel like this is probably the best compromise i yeah. still disagree because i would much more watch uh cyber city Oedo over this see i'm the other way i i would watch this over cyber city i'll fucking cut you well i'm right here i'm right here this is this is the, I feel like this is where we're getting to a little tricky situation. Um, see, the pro also another problem, going up to six uh, is in Space Cobra. I, I will be fine here with Cyber City. Anything I, above it, though, I would disagree no, with. I, no, good, goodness, no. It's not this is, uh, I Okay, I maybe not be, might not be everyone's taste. I Space Cobra, though. Space Cobra definitely... Is better than this. Yes, absolutely. Like, no, I am perfectly fine slotting into seven because I feel like that's a good rounded area for it because it's. I feel like, again, I always imagine that these rankings is always at least plus or minus, like for personal stuff, always plus or minus one or two. Yeah. 
feel like seven's about the best compromise. And also, I feel like it belongs in kind of that category of stuff. Um, and I, I, I kind of feel like we're not going to get anything more satisfying than seven. Uh, so I am going to make an executive decision and put it. Makes sense. Um, and argue with that. Yeah. Also, for the record, uh, people at home can look here, but uh, your rankings, mine was, mine, mine personally was at seven. Um, Torbo's yours was at nine to 10. Carnival's mm-hmm. yours was at seven to eight. And Axe's yours was at five. So seven's kind of cut right down the middle of that. So I feel like that's kind of where it should belong. Um, uh, one thing content wise, I'm thinking of uh, that transformation sequence might be a little jarring to some. Yeah, that was before Pikachu sent the kids to the hospital and they toned down the flashing. Also, Oregon died for the record. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Is there anything I want to call out for music? Cin- music, charm, cinematography, storytelling, action and art. Charm and action, because it's those bike stunts. Like, yes, the ones where they have to, like, get the, your very obviously cuts the shot so they can get out of the way for safety, yes. But, like, just in general, there's a lot of interesting bike work done. Yep, when they can do the bikes. Yes. Um, also, yes, there is there's always a, a fun charm with most, like, mainline Toku stuff that it's just, it's kind of goofy, but also it's still fun to watch. Very popcorny, as has been mentioned a few times. Anything else? I feel like the art is fine. The suit design is. This is, I feel like, one of the more quintessential suit designs. Because oh, I feel like when, pe- when people yes. think of Common Rider, this is usually the one they think. One of the five, I would say. Um, oh, three. The original Black and Ditto. Um, let's see. Um, I would argue that Double and Decade are up there. I mean, those are. Yes. Yes, but I would say Ditto is the one that when people would make the... I say Ditto only because of whenever they do some collaboration with the gacha game, it's usually whatever the yearly is, then Ditto. No one else, just Ditto always shows up because that's how popular Ditto is as a show. Uh, I think that is good for those two. Uh, Yay. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I would argue that a lot of people actually don't really think of the original Kamen Rider because, man, it looks a bit goofy. Um, Please attach GIF to, to show notes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, yays or nays? Uh, do I have one for budget? Oh, we absolutely have... have one for budget. If not, you can just use Recycle. Uh, it, it, it's for being 87. It's, it's not, wasn't the XDs. God, was it there? No, this is not someone who's got a fetish. Um, product, you know what? It, I'm not going to put this because I feel like this is, this is like, I, this has come up a number of times. The product placement, aka the merchandising in this, is refreshingly toned down. Oh, oh, you mean, oh, let's, let's go take a look at uh, some of the more modern ones in just toys. Oh, the toys. Yeah, it was like, yeah, this was an action figure first and a suit second. Um, Hmm. I could have sworn I had one for a budget. I do know that. Um. Wait. What? Oh, color one. Uh, I do know that. Um. Uh. I could put the money bag for that. I feel like that would kind of be a better signifier for money. That no, this does not have much of a budget. Um. Actually. Hmm. Would you say can't be charm? Very yes. much. It's Very Goku. Um. I can't really think much else because the pacing's all good. The length is formulaic to almost a fault. Well, actually, not even a fault because I mean the formula. I works. mean, it could be worse. It could be Super Sentai. Yeah. Uh, I there are good Sentai shows, but man, man, you gotta work with that. You gotta find ones that don't don't just like abandon the plot for like thirty episodes and then oh wait. We gotta go do the plot, actually. Yeah. Also, the suit outside of the transformation sequence doesn't make a whole lot of noise. Even the transformation sequence isn't super loud. It isn't. It's just kind of flashy. But that's about it. Revice has destroyed my ability to comprehend what's acceptable and not. 
Okay, Revice was just particularly bad. Like, there are some noisy suits. Revice was just really bad at pouting. Yeah. Revice was blowing out the fucking audio at one point. Yeah. Either way, though. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of feel like those charms work. Kamen Rider Black, it's a good show. Uh, if you're looking for introduction, this is not the worst place to start. Um, so yeah, I guess that kind of puts us, put this, yeah, yeah that kind of puts that one to bed. Kamen Rider Black, it's at seven. Uh, anyway, uh, good. before we wrap up, uh, Axe, anything you want to plug? Uh, yes, uh, the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network, your local SPCA or animal shelter, please adopt, don't shop. All right, Carnival. Your local bail or mutual aid fund. Uh, Torpo. Twitch.tv slash Torpotypist, net Torpotypist on Twitter. And I would like, I, I got nothing. I'm tired. All right. Uh, uh, I'd like to plug the, the, the hole in the wall from the Toei Ninjas coming to kill us. Yes. No, we said nice things. I mean, we haven't bought the toys yet, but, you know. We're outside of Japan and talking about the show. That is true. The copyright ninjas will murder us. You, yes. you could plug the holes in your wallet from all the toys you bought from the series. Yeah, that, that, that could be that. So, uh, next up, um, it is that time of year again. Uh, by the time that the next episode goes live, uh, it will be October. Uh, which means that uh, that is usually the month for spooky stuff. Uh, and I think it is mostly because I know that there's that new one that's coming out that I believe is being done by a different team. Uh, but and also I have opinions on the thing that we're going to be talking about. And I feel like this is a perfect time to talk about it. Uh, we are going to venture into the Netflix Castlevania series. Uh, in particular, next episode, we'll be discussing seasons one and two, uh, which will will be seasons one and two. Um, I, I, I don't have much else to say about that. Uh, it is season one's a little weird because that one was definitely the shortest. But um, yeah, we will be having a discussion on Castlevania seasons one and two. I, I don't really have much else to say about that. Um, there will be opinions. There will absolutely be opinions on that. <laughs> uh, so with that, I hope you tune into those. Uh, thank you all for listening, and I hope you have a good whatever time it is when you're listening. Bye. Bye. If you would like to see the list in which we have ranked every single thing we've done for Media Delta, you can go to r3.ldp.life in your browser. If you'd like to watch the sister show that determines what could show up on Media Delta, that's Retro Rank Rhapsody, you can watch it live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Puzzle, or on YouTube at youtube.ldp.life. If you would like to discuss this episode with others, please join our Discord server by going to discord.ldp.life in your browser, which should give you a link. Thank you again for listening.